Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County Football Club. The Swords are now ground sharing for the 2020-21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Berks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Bob Davis. Welcome to Series 3 of our podcast, where we chat to players, managers and volunteers at our non-league clubs throughout Berkshire. Um, In Series 2, we recorded that remotely during lockdown and we produced around 46 podcasts, which you can listen back to as part of our pub, but not in a pub chat series, which I think we did almost daily during the lockdown. Um, We're not going to go quite so crazy this time. You should get a new podcast most weeks, along with our East Meets West Hellenic League show. So there's going to be plenty to listen to. Although, having said that, we've been pretty bad at, well, I've been pretty bad at organising podcasts and we haven't managed to do a Hellenic League show because there's no football at the moment. So it didn't really seem... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure anybody wanted to listen to, to three blokes who don't know that much about football anyway uh, rattle on about something they couldn't even watch. So um, you can see more foot podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Um, today, as I say, episode two of series three, we are with one of arguably the best midfielders of recent times in in, in and around the Berkshire area. Uh, and I'm not just saying that just to get him to give us all the good, uh, all the good, gory, full detail answers when we when we uh, when we ask him all the big questions. There's current Hungerford Town midfielder Harrison Bailey. Hello, Harrison. How are you? Fine, thanks. <laughs> it complete, you completely threw me for a second because on our on our hangout, you've got yourself down as Harrison Bakey. Yeah, and, I, know, um, I looked at that and I thought, hey, <laughs> me and Google don't do well, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it almost completely threw me. So, um, Harrison, uh, great to speak to you. Uh, we've we've spoken before, mostly, I think, on Twitter, and you've, you've spoken to us on, on the website before. Um, you're at Hur- Hungerford Town this season, um, and you started off at, at Marlow. So how how are things going at Hungerford? I mean, I presume it's absolutely buzzing. Yeah, it's um, it's been a good experience so far, and we've had a great sort of like start. And it's 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 credit to to be fair, the manager Robert. He always seems to sort of get that togetherness like with a new squad of players. So it's credit to him really because a lot of the games, our togetherness has just got us through to the games shown in like our performances and just feedback from other managers as well. They've really said like our together they've never seen a togetherness like that. Like gel so quick with a new squad and we and we all kinda of like fight for each other in the game. So that's it's a credit to him to be fair. For getting the sort of like the right mix of players together. And yeah, it's 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 gone well so far. It's it's like every, every game's a new experience it's an excitement to play in, so yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I saw the um, the feed of the uh, Slough game uh, a couple of days ago. And you were lining up in central midfield, <laughs> and uh, I didn't think we were going to come onto this quite so quickly. But uh, yeah. one of the things I really noted was how well drilled, how um, how hard working, and how um, everyone seemed to know exactly what their jobs were in that team. And I really thought yeah. that from um, uh, like you say, a new squad, people only get in there over the summer. It was really, really impressive to see. Uh, what, what do you put that down to? Is it just the manager or is, it, um, is there any other secrets behind there that you can divulge? To be, 
To be fair, I think um, a couple of us have obviously played with each other um, at Factum, <laughs> so which kind of helps. And that year when we won the Vars, it was a good togetherness that kind of got us through to, like through the year, and it just shows how important that is, really. And um, I think I think that, like the openness, there's no there's no distance between the management staff and the players, and I think that helps a lot. Because there's, it, 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 because you don't you don't feel um you don't feel too pressured into oh if I do something wrong or make a mistake do you know what I mean that and that helps a hell of a lot and you've got in our team you haven't got really sort of like I say sort of big time sort of people as well which helps do you know what I mean and, and like everyone's on the same level everyone res- respects if they're playing or not which is is important especially over a season because you, I've I've been there before where you. You've been on the bench and you're not happy, and you can you can easily ruffle a few feathers, and then the squad just it's 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 done. Do you know what I mean? But which has been good at Hungerford, and not there's not that sort of element at all which has helped. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's wished everyone well, so it's and and the other thing as well is just sort of the work rate, and I think with uh, the predicted sort of finish by everyone else at the, at the sort of like start of the year has helped as well because every game you're going into you want to prove yourself and you're kind of an, an underdog every game which is I prefer that to be honest with you yeah. I prefer being an, an, under, an underdog going into games so just uh, just remind us what that predicted finish was I think it was relegated and, and, and I think <laughs> it's not a chance at all currently third currently third so it goes yeah. to show second ah yeah um, Harrison <laughs> Harrison, you started the season at Marlow. Is that where you were expecting to be playing your football this season? I'll be honest with you. Last, um, I'd probably say last season, I was coming off the back of obviously player finals and that with Bracknell. I caught, an, I got an injury, and I, I've not sort of tend to been someone that kind of got injuries. So it was, it was a new one for me. I kind of thought oh, I'll sort of run it off, but it was actually one that I just couldn't run off, and it just, it was there, and it was really restricting me, and it sort of carried on over the summer and then obviously the management staff changed at Bracknell which brought in a, a whole sort of new sort of structure to the the club and new players so it, it was a bit of a sort of like a, a year which wasn't my personal greatest and then obviously I I moved on to Thatcham and then um, like I said the relationship I had with Robert before helped helped that sort of transition over there. But I was sort of still carrying that same niggly injury. And then when COVID sort of hit, it sort of, it it allowed me to get enough recovery into repair it. And then it was just one of those ones where, obviously Robbo went moved over to Hungerford and I had conversations with him. I originally went down there pre-season and um, myself, I was just going through a couple of personal things and my head wasn't, wasn't fully there so I just I just wanted to sort of just get back playing and just sort of love it really and I'd always had a great relationship with with Bart's at Marlow he tried to get me over the line a few times <laughs> I mean yeah like I think even before Bracknell I was down there um and I was sort of due to stay there and sort of sign and stuff and then obviously the Bracknell came in and like obviously my third year I'd played the year before and I'm quite close to Ken's and stuff like that so yeah it was this season I I sort of had long conversations and stuff like that with Bart's prior do you know what I mean it it felt it was the right place for me to go at the time and it was it was the right time for me and I was fully sort of set on 
having a season there really and in, in really enjoying it because and I was really the, the one thing that surprised me about Marlow um, even though I know some of the players obviously Reading and stuff like that was the togetherness they actually have down there and the, the bond of the players and the the um the fact that this, you, you get the same group of players that always sort of return as well I I, 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 I find that quite good as well the bond there like I say if if it hadn't been for the opportunity age-wise as well that when Hungerford came sort of, sort of knocking on the door, it was it was something I thought a lot about, especially commitment-wise. But it's it's something I couldn't really t- like turn down if that makes sense, which is a bit of a, <laughs> a pain in the ass for Bart's because it's like just before it all <laughs> like the same scenario again. Which, but like I say, like I've got I've got a lot of time for Bart's and 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 the chaps down there. So yeah, it was yeah it was it was just one of those ones. It just it came. The the approach came and I I couldn't really refuse it a chance and but it looks the thing so far cross fingers <laughs> crossed it's, it's 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 gone well. Um, were you surprised to get the approach? I mean, like uh, obviously um, you've worked with uh, um, uh, Danny Robinson before, um, yeah. but uh, you've sort of come up through the leagues reasonably quickly, and uh, yeah. um, you're playing. Step four and uh, uh, not so long ago, and obviously Marlow up to step three, and now you're at, uh, sorry, um, you were playing step five not so long ago, and then uh, yeah, up to step four, and then um, uh, sorry, step three, and then moving up to step two now. Um, obviously, you had the link there. Were you surprised to get the call? And obviously, you mentioned about the commitment and things like that. I mean, what's that like at uh, uh, National League South level? It's <laughs> it's um, yeah. I was a bit surprised, especially because I'd sort of been down there pre-season. I'm I'm not ashamed to say, do you know what I mean? I probably wasn't the fittest I'd ever been. I probably a bit heavier than I'd probably ever been as well, and and I wasn't really given the like being honest, Robbo, the indications that I was possibly ready to sort of step into that level at the time because fitness-wise, I wasn't I wasn't there, and obviously a bit mentally as well. So, but it's. It's one of them ones. I, I, I got my head down. Do you know what I mean? Worked hard at Marlow, and uh, I started. I wasn't there still, full peak fitness, but I was still sort of like trying to do well in games. And then, I think, I think it might have came came when we paid Satchum. I think I, I scored two goals, and I think that might have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what happened there, <laughs> but yeah, I think that might have. Um, obviously. Uh, one of my old teammates was watching that game as well, and he's quite close to Robert and that. And he, he obviously said, "Oh yeah, H scored two goals," and they sort of sort of laughed about it. And I think it's just, and I think they had just. I think I'm not sure if one of the centre mids had left Hungerford, and he was, and I think they was looking for a, a, a holding midfielder. So yeah, so I think that conversation has come about because obviously Robert's of previous, um, obviously. Playing for Factor, he knows what I can sort of offer in that position. So it was sort of like it kind of it was like right time, <laughs> right place, I guess. Absolutely, the time of need. Yeah. Man, uh, well, uh, work-wise, commitment is it's always always going to be a bit of a a struggle, but at the moment it's gone it's gone all right to be fair. So fingers crossed. But it, it is it's one of them ones I thought would be a lot more daunting. But it is actually manageable, and obviously, it's nice to have a manager that ov- obviously understands that you've got work commitments aside of things as well as football. So, which 
it's 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 a, it's a working relationship. So it's do you know what I mean? It's a bit of give and take on both sides. But yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed, it's gone all right so far. <laughs> when when you think about the fact that Aloda, you played for Thatcham in the Hellenic League at step five, so that's what three divisions below where you personally are playing right now, and there's a yeah. couple of guys playing with you from that team. And and obviously this isn't a this isn't a podcast about Thatcham. It's about Hungerford. But is I just just is it it's it's almost frightening how good that that Thatcham team was and almost could have been were it not for COVID, because they were top of that division and you know, yeah, they, why would they have stopped there? It, yeah, it was to be honest with you, I I can't really take no sort of credit into that. To be fair, I came into the squad. They were flying. There was it was a tremendous year. It, it was like a typical sort of Robbo side, if, if if such, sort of like on a on a run and was doing well. And at the time when COVID hit, if if they, we, we thought it was going to be done points per game. And if that was the case, the club was going to get promoted and win the league. So it was, yeah, the, I mean, it was, it was, it was good until sort of like it all obviously hit and you can't help that happening and stuff like that. But the, yeah, the, the squad was good. Like, a, a, and it's, like I say, he, he, I don't know how he does it, but he seems to manage to get a good group together <laughs> with competition, and they still sort of, sort of keep performing, and there's no egos and stuff like that. Which is, mm. yeah. So it, I mean, like I say, I couldn't, I couldn't take any credit going into that because <laughs> the boys had done majority of the work already, and it was, it's been a great achievement for them to get promoted as well. So yeah, just got that didn't happen, but. Those things, those things happen, I guess. Obviously, so Hungerford had well-documented problems last season. Um, you know, Ian Herring did did, as far as I can see, an absolutely fantastic job in in keeping that team up the season before, and obviously, you know, was was working his absolute nuts off last season to try and keep the team up as well. There couldn't be a more different. Couldn't be more different this season. You know, the, the confidence must be flying high. Um, you know, new manager and all of that. Is there anything sort of behind the behind the scenes at the club? Is there anything you've seen that can kind of attribute to that change? Because it, it is it is quite a remarkable step change. You know, Hunger, Hungerford unfortunately is a really small part of West Berkshire. I think the population is about five thousand. So the you know there isn't suddenly going to be. A thousand, two thousand fans turning up at Ball Pit Lane. What, what do you think is that change? Is it the manager? Is it, you know, players like yourself coming in, or is there something off the pitch? To be honest with you, I'm not too sure. Like, because obviously, I'll, I didn't play against old under Ian himself, but um, I think it's, it's the knack of. I think there's a lot of players that have come up into this level, so a lot of players have a lot. More, like they want to prove themselves, so when you're looking at budgets and stuff like that, you, that, that I don't think that really comes into effect. When you've got a, a group of players that want to prove themselves, you don't, I, I think you're always going to get a reaction. And I think we're we're a bit unknown player-wise. I think a lot of clubs maybe have sort of sort of overlooked us a bit and not really looked into yeah. what this player's capable of doing and stuff like that. They've just seen, oh, this the club's probably. Not got the greatest of budgets. They've got players that are playing lower leagues that have come up, some that have stayed that level as well. So it's, and I mean, it, 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 it's it's not smooth sailing. I mean, we get put for our paces. And that was one of the things I noted is, is 
the pace, but it, it's the intensity as well. And I mean, every like Thursday sessions, it's so intense. Tuesday, so intense, and it's it's so much competition. Everyone wants to play, so it it, it brings more out of each other. I think that's I don't know, like I said, I don't know what it was like under Ian himself, but and obviously the relationship and I, I, I know what the gaffer and that and his staff and the coaches and that bring as well. So it's it's I think it's the togetherness. I think. I think because it, it, yeah. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. There. Oh no, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, trying, to, trying to see if I can <laughs> give you a bit more on us, but it's, I think it's just that really. You get you get that hunger. I think it's more that hunger of a, a group a group of players that want to prove themselves at this level, and so you've got a lot a lot of young players that want to obviously prove themselves this level and hopefully step up and stuff like that. So and you've got a good uh, level of experience as well in the team. So, yes, it's a good balance. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County Football Club. The Swords are now ground sharing for the 2020-21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Berks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results, and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com. So, yeah, you mentioned about a lot of players coming up through the uh, divisions from the lower divisions um, to yeah. Bangladesh this season. Um, you yourself, did you always think you could play this level? And do you think you could? Uh, would you back yourself to play even higher, or um, should that happen with Hungerford or another <laughs> thing? Yeah, I mean, when I was at Hayes and Yedden, we, it, at the time there was in the the conference prem, I think it was back. I'm not, sure, but yeah, the conference prem, and I mean that the, the, the intensity of them games. I, I remember playing right back against Luton, and I remember them bringing more fans oh, to the ground. Yeah, so that was yeah, that was a, that was mental. With their fans, they, they brought more fans than their own fans at the yeah. At the, that was an eye opener, but it was it was a good experience. I mean, um, I probably at the time I probably probably wasn't ready from ready for it at the time. So yeah, so I, I kind of expected this level to be a lot similar, but I mean, I mean, it's I think it's anything to do with confidence. Once you get a couple of games under your belt, you kind of feel natural to the level. It's it's, it's weird to, without trying to sound mm. a bit, <laughs> but yeah, you just kind of you sort of fit in fit into it, fit into the standard, into the the level and the speed of the game. Um. Just before before Rob joined us, Harrison, you were talking me through a little bit of your career and kind of how yeah. you started. And where, where where did it all start for you? For me, I, my, my first probably team I I started because I I grew up like Cemetery Junction, so Thames Valley was sort of like the team up the road. Yeah, Park lets you train uh, train up there, and then from there we we kind of like a group like the parents and the all the children sort of like, well, I think it was the Thames Valley B team. We all stood, stayed together and merged and turned into Fernhill. And we just, yeah. And then, I, so I was playing my local sort of, so I started off there playing your summer tournaments, six aside tournaments. I used to love them <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. And just sort of like stayed at Fernhill, played, I think we played in a summer tournament and I happened to get uh, scattered by a Redding scout. We offered me a trial at Reading and because I originally was a centre back, so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, then it went successful at Reading and 
I stayed on to there until I was a second year scholar, and then after the sec the two years finished, it was over. You get offered a pro, or we didn't have the under twenty threes sort of kind of which they which they have now. It was sort of like scholarship straight into the first team, and if you, at the time Reading was the premier in the Premiership as well, and <laughs> unfortunately I didn't get offered one, so I I, I sort of kind of thought, ah, oh, you're so used to sort of getting a yes, 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 and you sort of think, oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna play football. That's that's all you're gonna do. And it was the first kind of no, and it kind of put me back a bit. And I remember getting a phone call saying, um, Glenn Oddle sort of doing these trials down at uh, Chelsea's training ground for his um, academy that he was gonna be taking to Spain. And at the time, I didn't, I didn't think, oh, that's like something I kind of want to do because I was. I was still humming and ahhing like what to do with football and stuff like that. And I went down and I happened to do well and they sort of picked, I think, 300. I think out of 300 uh, players, they picked about 40 players to take. And it was all sort of like players released from premiership clubs and championship clubs. So it, it was it was, it was was an honour to sort of get selected for that and spend my uh, a year and a half out there, which was good, to be fair. Intense. <laughs> but it was good to be alongside sort of getting coached by Glenn, Nigel Spatman, uh, uh, Graham Ricks, um, uh, John Gorman as well. So it, <laughs> was, it was a good character. Yeah, a few good. I mean, played some Spanish teams that day. It was it was a good it was a good time and good experience because it was intense and it was a lot of like football all the time. So it was. Do you know what I mean? When you got names like that, <laughs> and then. I obviously spent my stint abroad as well in, in Cyprus, then returned back, had a spell at Hazen Yedin and then returned back to Cyprus. And then I sort of fell in love with it the last year and then I returned back to sort of England and I was playing for like Highmore, which I, I was quite close with a lot of players down there. And then I, I just sort of fell in love with it again and then just built from there. And as I say, like the rest is obviously... History, I guess, <laughs> in terms of how everything else went, and then, and then yeah. the joys of obviously the Wembley and stuff like that, which was yeah, yeah, which was a <laughs> yeah. certainly certainly in my notes there to come on to that. I mean, like yeah. uh, we spoke a, quite a lot with uh, Danny Robinson about the uh, Wembley experience when uh, when uh, we interviewed him. But I mean, for you, for a player. Uh, had you ever played there before, um, before the FA Vars final? We're talking about with Thatcham, or um, was that your first time? <laughs> no, that was my first time. I think the, I think the only time I've ever seen Wembley sitting at probably one of the highest seats <laughs> yeah. at the top. <laughs> with a microscope, I think that's probably the... <laughs> yeah. You, clip, was <laughs> you um, yeah, No, not previously, no. You, you had BT Sport came round and did a video with you, didn't they? Yeah. Before the game. Up with that, <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be him that was meant to be doing it, but I think he pulled out. So, Robert asked me to do it, and yeah, that was interesting. I had some of the boys that were giving me banter. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that was that was quite good. I'm glad I did it though, because it's like a good keepsake, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad that I sort of done it. So, well, uh, talk us through the day. I mean, like that whole cup run was, uh, and that whole season was pretty fantastic for Thatcham. I mean, promoted and uh, uh, winning the FA Vars, first team in Berkshire to do that. I mean, yeah. looking just at the final, I mean, um, what's the day like for you? I mean, what, uh, what, what, 
we wake up and you know how you're feeling and then uh, you know talk us through the process of actually getting to kickoff time uh, because uh, you know it must have been the whole thing must have been a pretty spectacular uh, event rather than apart from just the game you know yeah no i think um i'll probably take it back a couple of days before I mean, we before obviously the, the build up to the final, we got to train at Reading, MJC Stadium, had a training session in there, which was good. And then you started to, that's when you start to realise and start getting sort of swing of things. Yeah. And then we trained at Crystal Palace's um, ground okay. as well. And then we stayed down in Cobham. And to be honest with you, like, it's just a build up because it's such a big occasion. You obviously, you want to win, don't want to lose. And mm-hmm. you just, you get nervous and stuff like that. And I'll never forget, it was a Friday and, Robert was like, right, boys, sort of like relax. I mean, and a couple, like, a couple of us had a drink. Do you know what I mean? We just sort of chilled out a bit, and I think that helps a lot because it settled a lot of nerves because we still had like a Saturday to sort of like chill out. But on the day, it was. I just remember sort of like things to myself like, I need to eat. Make sure I'm I'm eating the right breakfast. <laughs> so, I was, so I was banging out the yogurts, trying to get make sure I've got enough sort of fruit and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just on the day, it's. It was, but it's an experience, unbelievable. I mean, just just going into Wembley, like underneath, oh, that was, and then coming off, and then seeing like all of like the transformation because we went there the day before, and it was all the FA Cup final stuff there, mm. and the turnover and sort of like advertisement, and like seeing our kit in a massive, like as you're going down the sort of tunnel, it was unreal. And then the changing rooms, it was just a build up, and I remember sort of like posting something on like on social media in the change room and I was you, you get the nerves but then I think once you, you get out and once we warmed up I think it just it's just back it's just routine you just you, you don't think about the occasion it was it was weird until we sort of went out and uh to line both teams up that's when the nerves hit back in again and then when the game kicked off it's weird you just switch off you just forget it all but it was it was unbelievable I just remember thinking, we've got to win this. We need to win this. <laughs> because we, I think we'd lost uh, against Bracknell and, and Binfield in the, the final yeah. building up to it. So it was a bit of a... I was, at, yeah. I was at both of those and that was a massive yeah. surprise to see you lose, to lose yeah, both of those. It was, it was good. And we wanted to do, like, obviously win those as well. And then, but if I had a choice out of the three, yeah. I'd <laughs> pick, pick the one we did win. <laughs> no, no, no contest really, is it? I'm, it's oh, just... Uh, um, yeah. Harrison, just be just before we finish off, um, I know Rob will have a couple of questions, but I just want to finish off asking about a couple of players. Um, you've obviously got you got Ryan Seeger uh, yeah. at Hungerford. I I I uh, I know I wrote about him at the time, but I cannot remember for the life of me where where he's joined from. But he seems to be just banging the goals in. What's he like as a as someone to play alongside? I tell you what, I I I've got a lot of time for him, mate. Honestly, he's from where he's come from to sort of step down. You would think naturally. I know everyone's not the same, but naturally you, you might get a bit big time. You might think a lot of players might sack it off. Do you know what I mean? But with him, he's coming, and I tell you what, we do stats and stuff, and he's 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 always up there with like the distance covered and stuff like that. He's honestly he's a good lad, and he he works his his nuts off in the games and for the team. So there's no surprise that he's do you know what I mean? That he's hard work. He's pulling off for him. He's a, he's a top lad. Honestly, I've got a lot of time for him. For him. Um, one one lad you mentioned, you know, players coming in and, and they're hungry. Um, Kyle Twos, 
So yeah. a little story about, about Kyle. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I, for work reasons, I was in Bristol and I ended up going to a Mangotsfield United game. And there was yeah. this guy playing up front for Mangotsfield United and they go, ah, Toosie, Toosie. And, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fine one to talk, but he was a bit on the heavy side. But yeah. <laughs> getting around the pitch, he was putting himself about all over the place and he was head and shoulders by far the best player on the pitch. And obviously yeah. to see him go to Thatcham and I think, okay, that's a, that's a good signing. Then to sort of step up, he, he seems like he has that kind of desire that you were talking about. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, things with Tuzi, he, 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 he always wants to do well. And I like Tuzi because he's, he's, got, he's, he's confident and that's what you need, to be mm. fair. And he's, he, he's, he's hard work. He always works hard for me too. Like you say, he puts himself about. He's always a nuisance. He's always yeah. a handful for defenders. Do you know what I mean? Because he can go in behind and he can hold it up and he sort of and he scores as well. Like you say, a lot of people you might look at him and think, "Hey, he's a bodybuilder." Yeah. <laughs> but no, he, 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 he does. He will, he will give centre backs a nightmare. Yeah, and he will pull him about. But yeah, he's a good. He's a good lad. And the last one I just wanted to ask you about, I was really pleased that this has followed him across from Thatcham, but I saw someone giving Callum Wilmoth a bit of jip because he got through a, he got through 90 minutes without a yellow card. Um, <laughs> that, when I've, whenever I've seen him play, he gets booked. Um, and it's probably completely unfair. Is it unfair? i tell you what, he's, I've never seen someone wind up so many people from the opposite team. Oh, i tell you what. Even, even in a Slough game, you had a... <laughs> You had a oh I don't oh I don't know what happened I think you did that's but, right but yeah in, in a slow game you had some you had a lady um watching the game and she was trying, like, giving him a bit of stick in that and he's just like and he he doesn't play on it it just always winds him up like, winds people up and it was uh, what game was it a Hampton game as well the old bench was jumping off saying <laughs> every time he got tackled and he went down he got free kick. Uh, it's brilliant. It's good to see because it, psychologically, it's good to see the opposite team wound up. But yeah, nah, he. I don't think he goes out to try and get bookings, but he always finds himself in those positions. But yeah, he's he, uh, he's a right crack. <laughs> uh, Rob, I'll just let you uh, wind things up. Oh yeah, I got one or two. I mean, you're talking about players there, and one that um, I've noticed from. Um... Tuesday night, uh, like you already mentioned, uh, Seager, but his uh, forward partner, um, what's his name? And then Craig Fessenmaid. Uh, yeah, his, yeah, he was chasing after absolutely everything up front and yeah. running, really willing runner over the top and down the channel. He just seemed to be, uh, yeah, giving it 100% for yeah. 65 minutes. He was off or whatever it was, and deservedly getting a goal as well. Around yeah. Yeah. Got anything on him? He seems to be, uh, yeah, real. He's, right. he's he's absolutely he's absolutely roadrunner. He's he's mm. his speed is a joke to be honest with you. Yeah. But the thing I like about Faz is you, you tend to get a lot of fast players is that they they'll be quick but ne not necessarily putting the hard work. Yeah. But with him, he's he, he he's got the speed, but he also works hard off the ball. And yeah, he's he's very ex exciting talent. That's gonna. Do you know what I mean? He's he, he, I reckon. He, I don't, I don't want to jinx him, but <laughs> I hope he does well, and I, I hope he continues um, his, his growth. But yeah, he's, he's, he's another key player for us this year, to be honest with you, because he offers um, that different sort of outlet. I mean, we've got um, some other great sort of strikers in the mm. team as well. We've got experience, we've got youth, we've got um, te technical ability, we've got raw pace. Mm. I mean, we, there's, there's different things we can offer, and um, speaking on Faz himself, I think yeah, he, 
in the Slough game, like the first goal, do you know what I mean? Just showed the class and what he can do, do you know what I mean? And then yeah, the speed of him reacting, closing down the goalkeeper and deservedly getting his goal. So, yeah, yeah and like you say, like he, he didn't stop. So, that, that's <laughs> to him, his work rate. Yeah, well, you were saying that, uh, you know, like you say, you've got all this um, talent and ability and uh, different types of players in your team. Um, yeah. But you also mentioned earlier about the uh, pre-season predictions at Hungerford and the fact that um, you're going into a lot of games as an underdog. Um, yeah. How long do you think you'll be an underdog, considering you're second in the league at the moment and doing really well? And, and how far can <laughs> the team go? Yeah, it's funny enough. We spoke about this at, at training on Thursday. It's like when we kind of have to now. Uh, look at look at the approach differently because a lot of teams are going to start now maybe doing their homework and research on us so we're going to have to sort of Im- keep improving on certain like certain parts we're not so good at mm. but yeah but yeah it's for us for me every game is uh, I'm, I'll go in as an underdog so I don't but yeah in terms of it might get to the stage naturally where if we're s- still where we are now in uh, further on in a couple of months then there's games where you're going to have to sort of teams teams to look at you sort of you got to win got to go away and win if because then you start get, you go into a different t- tier of the of the league table so it's but for us I think that's just helped us being being written off is is helped us a hell of a lot yeah it it definitely has so but like you say yeah you you will then. If you're second, you can't sort of keep <laughs> yeah. saying, "Oh, we're the underdogs." With the underdogs. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You have got a couple of tough games coming up though with uh, yeah, and Albans and Dartford. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be an interesting one um uh, tomorrow against St. Albans because they're un, unbeaten, aren't they? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they are, yeah. Unbe- yeah, and they've, and they've, and they've beaten some of the sort of like uh, the teams that were sort of tipped to sort of go up. Yeah. And being being amongst it anyway, so it, it, it'll be interesting. But it's, it's it's another thing where it's that motivation. They've not been unbeaten, yeah. so could we be the first? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. There's there's it, there's always something to prove every game, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got one more question. Go on. Yeah. Finish off on then. Uh, it's not necessarily a hundred question, but it might be. Um, well, we've seen we've gone through your career, sort of. Uh, uh, at a sort of high level, and you know all the clubs you've been in, especially especially around the Berkshire area. And um, uh, you being the centre midfielder, who would you say is your ideal uh, partner in centre midfield if you're playing a team? Oh, who would, who would you have out of all your partners that you've had in the past? Oh, I put a pass your... on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what as a two or? Well, yeah, as a two, go on. Can I sneak in a three? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, a three. I'll, I'll let you have that. Oh, that is going to be difficult. I tell you what, um, I definitely, I hundred percent, I got to put Mellers in there because obviously, off, off, it, it, it was a partnership that formed whenever it was a weird one with me and him because we'd always have sort of like back to backs when we played against each other. So I didn't know how that was going to work, <laughs> but. The, the the way me and him got on it, and we kind of complement each other that year. So is I definitely put Mellers in there, and I would have um, Kensley Malone Maloney in there, and my, and then my man Dodds in there as well. So <laughs> Jamie McLean. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. talking about you being in the <laughs> three. Uh, like it killed me when I didn't say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of course, yeah. Nah, honestly, he, he's another one. 
a bit similar to the Miller situation where I thought oh, we've had a bit some jewels in our time and I don't I can't see us getting on. Do you know what I mean? And but you know what I mean. Credit to him, like I've I, I'm quite good mates with him as well. So we we've always we always talking me and Dodds when we can anyway because it's a it's a long old conversation. <laughs> it is with Dodds. It is with Dodds. Yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. Um, but Harrison, you're a nice bloke who's yeah. not going to get on with you. But yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Harrison, thank you ever so much. Yeah. Um, that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast, Series 3 chat with Harrison Bailey. You can see more than 50 podcasts by us with the great and the good of Berkshire's non-league yeah. scene by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest. And if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. All that's left to say is that it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Harrison. Cheers, chats. Goodbye. <laughs>